0: Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Drumroll, please, because the 36th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction class has been announced, ladies and gentlemen, the 2021 inductees are here. And um, we are joined by Jason Hanley of The Rock Hall to talk about them. But let me just go through them really quick with you guys before jumping straight into the content. So the performer category, we have Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren. Early Influence Award, we have three. Craftwork, Charlie Patton, and Gil Scott Heron. Musical Excellence Award, we have LL Cool J, Billy Preston, Randy Rhodes, and the Ahmed Ergun Award goes to Clarence Avant. Uh, The the ceremony is going to take place on Saturday, October 30th in Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It's going to be simulcast on Sirius XM, and it will uh, air later on HBO and stream on HBO Max. Um, Some of the uh, uh, omissions, or snubs if you want to call them, mainly include Iron Maiden, Rage Against the Machine, Kate Bush. Uh, it's always tough, so we're going to talk about that with Jason. Let's straight. Let's jump straight to it. Thanks for joining. Jason Hanley.
1: Jamie, good morning. How you good doing? Morning. You know,
0: normal morning. Nothing <laughs> going on in your world, I imagine, Jason.
1: That's right.
0: Just a casual Wednesday morning. How <laughs> are you,
1: Jason? Regular, good old Wednesday morning.
0: So before we jump into it, Jason, a night like last night, like do you sleep well? Do you get your eight hours? Like how does that work?
1: I do. I feel good because I know the information ahead of time, and I uh, am very excited about uh, you know the announcement. But I I usually feel very good, and I'm I'm you know get a good night's sleep and ready for the long day that is today. But. Uh, You know, for me, it's awesome. I get to talk about rock and roll all day today and and tell people this great news that we have.
0: I love it. And thank you for, you know, for putting us one of the first ones. We appreciate it. Let's jump straight to it, Jason Hanley. So, um, okay, performer category. Let's start there. Let's start with the performer category. We got Tina Turner. We have Carol King, The Go-Go's, JC, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren. What a great list.
1: Man, what a great list, right? How exciting, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, I've been talking a lot about Tina Turner. Uh, I was lucky enough to get to write that bio in the ballot and really think about her. And you know, both Carol King and Tina Turner will now be two-time inductees, you know, but it's exciting to see Tina who was inducted with, you know, I and Tina Turner. This is for that solo career, you know, for all those great albums, Private Dancer, which is just one of my favorite albums of all time. So good. For Carol King, this is not her with Jerry Goffin, as a songwriter this is her as a performer you know and i've been listening to tapestry again a lot lately and just that album from note one to the very last note is so amazing so amazing and yeah I mean, the foo fighters so you actually get dave Grohl as a two-time inductee uh, hmm. both in nirvana and now in the foo fighters
0: i love it i mean so much to unpack there i mean tina turner age 44 oldest female solo artist uh, to get to the top of the um, One hundred, Hot 100, right, you know, right. and, and Carol King, of course, you mentioned Tapestry, Masterpiece, but she made 25 solo albums, Jason. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's right. You know, to think about that early in her career, to just come out with an album like that and the impact she's continued to have, you know, the music she's created over the years, such an incredible songwriter and performer. I think that's what's you know, important to think about her here. Uh, yeah. And just her entire career is, is, is so impressive about what she's done and how she took that sort of, you know, early rock and roll songwriting ability she had and, and looked at it in all these different ways throughout a long career and, and many albums, like you said.
0: Unbelievable. Okay. So let's, let's get to the Foo Fighters, um, you know, pioneers, you know, in many ways, And and almost a band that started by accident, right, Jason? (laughs)
1: Right, right. I always joke, too, you know, on a personal level, I always say, if you had shown me, you know, Nirvana back in the day and said, one of these people is going to be a breakout solo artist, I don't think I would have picked Dave Grohl. Uh, But how amazing, you know, what he's done. And I think what shines through in the Foo Fighters music and with Dave and, you know, Pat Smear and all the guys in the band is that they care about rock and roll so deeply in the history of rock and roll. Like, you can hear... Yeah, you know, in, in the do. Foo Fighters, their connection to punk rock, their connection back to hard rock, you know, the respect that Dave has shown people like, you know, Lemmy and Motorhead and, and other artists that have come before him. And they find a way to bring all that together into this really incredible sound. And they've, they've sort of been carrying the torch, uh, you know, of, of kind of hard rock in many ways for probably the last 15 years or more.
0: Unbelievable. But you're right. You're right. They pay homage to rock and roll. They get it. And, uh, you know, we have to talk about Todd Rundgren and the Go-Go's, of course. Um, Let's start with Todd Rundgren. I was so happy to see him in there, Jason, because, uh, you know, he's a pioneer producer. Like he just the sounds that like we take for granted nowadays, he had a lot to do with them. Right.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, Jamie, for folks like us that go deep on rock and roll, like, you know, I go all the way back with Todd to the utopia days, you know, a really cool kind of prog rock outfit. But yeah, Todd was experimenting with production, You know, looking at different ways of recording. You know, he, he's you know one of those people you often refer to as kind of a studio wizard, right? Where he could take someone in the studio, not just his own music, he produced many other artists too, and find a way to get something new out of their sound, find a way to uh, use the technology of the studio to really create a new kind of masterpiece. And he did that with his own music. And what I love about Todd's music too, is over his long career, uh, never stayed the same, right? Many of his albums, he's just progressing. You know, he's doing stuff that sounds, you know what we would call today, almost like yacht rock or that kind of smoother sound. He gets into heavier stuff. He gets into new wave stuff, electronic stuff. He's just always pushing the boundaries of what's capable of what he's doing.
0: Absolutely. Didn't he organize the first uh, interactive television concert as well? Yeah, something like that.
1: Right, right. Uh, You know, and a lot of that with early technology and and really pushing the boundaries there. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. I'd I'd love to see his name in there. It really, it was like, okay, I loved it. And uh, okay, the Go-Go's. Jason, what do you have to say about uh, iconic Go-Go's here?
1: I was another big person pushing the Go-Go's. I just think it's so great. In a weird thing, this is, I think, the first band Inducted in the rock hall that is all female group where they all play their instruments and they all perform. And the go-go's, you know, for me, again, another group that's so important because they they start out as kind of a punk outfit. They right. end up, you know, adapting more into kind of the new wave sound, as many punk-inspired bands did, right? They shifted through post-punk into new wave. But then the go-go's their songwriting just so good. You know, so catchy. I mean, that's the amazing thing. I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, this artist was really popular. I heard Vacation on the radio a million times. That doesn't discount how good the songwriting is. Right, great songwriting. It's catchy because it's so good.
0: It's like when people say, oh, I don't want to say the cliche. Well, it's a cliche for a reason, you know? That's right.
1: That's right. You know, (laughs) and it's that way because we've heard it so much and that sound became so important. And then think about, you know, them innovating music video being yeah. a band that really, you know, was uh, a massive uh, success on MTV in the early days in the pioneering of music video. Uh, and again, just a group that continues to be so good. They put some new music out, you know, a couple years ago here that was just fantastic. And uh, they've been great. I'm excited to see them. And that's, that's, you know, I'm thinking now, Jamie, the, the induction ceremony, which oh my God. live here in Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> and what a class to see uh, all of those artists, you know, to potentially see the Go Go's up there and the Foo Fighters and Todd Rundgren, who I saw just a couple of years ago uh, and was amazing. You know, he still puts Definitely. on. Definitely, and let's music. not forget about
0: J C. Of course, right? Also, an that's right. Let's not forget you know, about this is a
1: guy who, again, so influential. I think not just in the world of hip hop. And That's where you know when people talk about how does hip hop and the Rock Hall intersect. You know, I always joke, and you and I've talked about before. You know hip-hop is not just this separate thing it, it, it it's connected to the history of rock and roll it's got the same roots it comes from the same sort of ideas it's just like soul music or heavy metal is over here hip-hop is over there yeah so jay-z's influence runs across all that again right yeah and you know the famous line of his that i always quote all the time he said you uh, know i'm not just a businessman i'm a business man meaning <laughs> you know he he's like an empire <laughs> from His musical sound, which was so innovative. You know, I think about his producer, that engineer that worked with him, Young Guru, who just really helped him shape those sounds, very unique, pushed hip-hop forward, his flow, his rhyme, but also the idea of fashion, his concerts. You know, again, I saw Jay-Z and Beyonce on that big tour, what was it, two or three years ago now. And, you know, you're blown away. This is a rock spectacle. It's a rock spectacle. Yes, you're 100% right. right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Man, absolutely. Absolutely, Jason. Okay, so, you know, a lot to unpack there. And I think it's going to be, you know, talked about in depth over the coming days and weeks. But there's some other categories that are pretty interesting here, uh, Jason, uh, some pretty good pioneers, like the early influence award. Uh, You know, we have Craftword, Charlie Patton, and Gil Scott Heron. Uh, Craftword, of course, we lost one of their members last year, if I'm not mistaken. Why can we talk about Craftword as an early influencer?
1: So this is an interesting one. And by the way, on a personal level, if you follow me on social media or anybody has you know, looked at me, I am a longtime Kraftwerk fan. Jason um, Hanley Rocks, right? On Twitter? That's right. Jason Hanley Rocks. Exactly right. And uh, you know, I did my PhD dissertation on Kraftwerk. In fact, there's a whole shelf behind me over here of just Kraftwerk <laughs> <What> <laughs> of you? all the concerts and bootlegs and German releases. Amazing. Um, they're so influential, so important. And they've been on the ballot six times, you know, they've been nominated a bunch. And I think the idea here was that by putting them in this, this category, which is still called early influences, but I think it's really beginning to transform into influences, right? This is a group that's so influential that, that set up so many ideas for anybody who uses synthesizers, whether you're, whether you're an EDM band, um, you know, a rock band that uses synthesizers. I mean, everyone from, you know, U2 to Coldplay and all these bands have talked about craft work nonstop, Um, hip hop, right, Uh, in the early days, Africa Mbada sampling craft work. So I think this is this idea now that they are an influence. They are a, a band that really changed the sound of rock and roll and gave it something new. And if you look at the other two folks in that category with Charlie Patton, who basically, you know, taught Sunhouse and Robert Johnson how to play the blues. That's pretty influential.
0: Yeah, that is something. Yeah. And
1: then uh, you know Gil Scott Heron, who between his spoken word and uh, the the connections he had to literature, the idea that his music was so influential to hip hop and what many other hip hop artists were doing and looking back to, I think you can see all three of them and say, yeah, these are people who changed the game and yeah. influenced whole new sounds to come yeah. about uh, afterwards.
0: Man, I love it. You guys do such a great job at the Rock Hall, just making sure that, you know, the education of rock encompasses the past, the history, the present. You guys do have a marvelous job there, Jason. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, mission, thank you, Jamie. Yeah. They, you know, that, we, we don't take that mission lightly either. I mean, sure. It's really something where I think a lot of people may not realize when we start announcing the nominees and the inductees for myself and a lot of us at the museum, even though we know this stuff already, all of us go back and listen to all these albums again and listen yeah. to these artists again and do the the hard work and research because there's always something new to learn. There's always a track on yeah. some album yeah. that I forgot about or don't know. So. And you
0: know, Jason, like at this point you start seeing these patterns that like, all, some of this music starts coming back, right? right? It starts coming back after like maybe even 10 years off the radar and when new generations go for it, that's where the rock call is like, voila, like this is what this is like, and yeah. that's where really it's so handy.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the things I talk about too sometimes, you know, and you and I have talked a little bit in the past, this idea that, you know, music tastes change and people's opinions change over time. It's why a couple of years ago, we inducted someone like Sister Rosetta Tharpe, who right. quite frankly had fallen off of the music history books for a long time.
0: For a long time, yeah. She
1: was sort of rediscovered by uh, Gail Wald's great book. And then, you know, the documentary that came out after that. And The Rock Hall just said, yeah, this is somebody whose story sort of fell through the cracks. We need to recognize her and put her back in
0: that pantheon. Yeah. And, you know, Jason, I know you have a busy day, but a couple minutes to talk about some omissions, right? Uh, I don't even want to go on Twitter and see what's happening with, like, the Iron Maiden fans or, you know, some of maybe the Rage Against the Machine people. It's very hard, obviously. You know, not everyone can get in. Um, Just What can you tell us a little bit about, uh, unfortunately, the, the groups, you know, like New York Dolls or Kate Bush that just missed the cut this time?
1: Yeah, Kate Bush is a tough one for me. I'm a big fan of hers too. I think you know, she uh, was, did so much great music and continues to even do really cool stuff. The live concert that she put out from some of her music a few years ago was just so innovative, the stage performance. You know, for Devo, somebody I voted for, uh, because again, I think they were so influential. And again, in an the side of not just electronic music, but you know, the satire and the way that they really made social commentary through that. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine, like you said, clearly influential. And just because they don't get voted on, doesn't mean, you know, that it doesn't matter. In fact, I always remind people, if they got nominated, that means the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame believes they are worthy to be inducted. We don't sure. just randomly pick names out of a hat and throw them on the uh, list. This is somebody we think, you know, is is worth being inducted. And it's like anything, you know, there's, what was there, 16 names on the ballot this year? Yeah, it was, it was made, an,
0: we talked yeah. about it when it was announced, it was an impossible list.
1: That's right, impossible list. In fact, anybody on that list, any five or six, mm-hmm. seven names could have made, you know, an incredible ballot, uh, an incredible class. Exactly. And that's the thing, you got to pick five. I mean, it's tough when you're voting and, you know, anybody who did the fan vote probably knows when you go out and you have to click on those names and say these are the five I'm committing to. Right. Your your soul hurts sometimes when you're like, How did I not vote for Kate Bush? Or how did I not vote for you know Shaka Khan or somebody? It does. Um, but that's one of the good things also. We didn't mention a couple other artists that are getting inducted in the music excellence category as well.
0: Yeah. And let's, there, let's talk about it. it's,
1: sure. it's a way again to get someone like Elo Cool J. Ello Cool J. Billy Preston. Billy Preston, that's right, and Randy Rhodes, the great metal guitarist. The- um, and these are, you know, particularly, again, I think in the, in the side of LL Cool J, somebody like Kraftwerk who'd been on the ballot for a while. And this is the Rock all saying, you know, you wouldn't have hip hop and the connection to the broader picture of rock and roll without someone like LL Cool J. And then uh, the Ahmed Erdogan Award for a uh, sort of someone in the music business goes to Clarence Avant, who was a great uh, guy who connected a lot of artists. He owned Sussex Records, which signed Bill Withers, uh, you know, he was a mentor to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh my drink. God. I didn't
0: know that. That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, those guys, you know, ties together. Jackson alone, right. <laughs> set, set oh set my
0: up. God. See, that's, the that, that's what I love about you, Jason. You just grab two things that we, and you just connect them. And he's like, there you go. I love that.
1: Yeah. And I'll say to all the fans out there and like me, you know, again, work getting in this year, I feel like I've been waiting a long time. I've been talking about it forever and, and it showed up, it, you know, Just because an artist doesn't get in one year doesn't mean they're not going to get in. And it's also not chronological. I know that bothers a lot of people. Some people would say, you know, how can you have um, Metallica in before you induct Judas Priest or Iron Maiden because you don't have Metallica without them. It doesn't mean that you can't have that and it doesn't mean it won't happen. In fact, I often say that um, with bands like Metallica getting inducted, or you think of this year, the go Go's getting inducted. That's a bunch of votes now that they're going to have. And it means yeah. they're going to start voting for bands that influence them that aren't in yet. Or bands that they think are important that were their contemporaries. So remember, every inductee gets to vote from then on. So it really yeah. does help to change a little bit. And I think you know, history just keeps finding ways to unravel and tell new stories all the time.
0: I agree, Jason. I think that this year, there's going to be such a big celebration. Like you said, it's going to be epic for many reasons. Yeah. Uh, the return of music, and in addition to like the return to life and, you know, Woo. just, just, just blessed to have you, Jason. You know, the 36th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony is going to take place on Saturday, October 30th. Oh my God, I have to save the date actually. Uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> at, uh, at the new Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse House, right in Cleveland? The yeah, new one.
1: that, and, that um, itself is going to be really exciting too. Amazing. You know? uh, amazing. No, disparagement to public hall where we've had it here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. a classic historic venue, uh, where the Beatles played when they first toured the U S uh, yeah. you know, they played there, uh, at public hall. We've had our induction ceremony, but I think it, we sort of outgrew it. And the idea sure. that so many fans want to come, you know, when it's in New York, the induction ceremonies, we're at the Barclay center. Yep. So partnering now with rocket mortgage field house, bringing it into a bigger space. And, and also I think Jamie for this year, um, Rocket Mortgage, where the Cavaliers play, the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team, uh, is a very safe venue. It's newly renovated. So even with the COVID protocols, who knows sure. where we're going to be on October 30th? You know, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're all feeling good and you know, the world is in a good spot. But either way, we know that Rocket Mortgage has been doing a really good job with safety and protocol. And it's a much bigger venue. So we're going to be able to have a lot more people fit in there as we move forward with the induction circle.
0: Amazing, Jason. And uh, last question, how was the NFL draft? You guys seemed to have like had a rocking time.
1: Punny yeah, time. man, it was great. Uh, you know, talking about live music, we had um, the Kings of Leon uh, were here in Cleveland at the Rock Hall. We installed, uh, you might've heard some of the news that they put out uh, some new music with an NFT, right? Or yes. Non-fungible tokens. And we installed some uh, of the art, original artwork and some of the things from that and a screen where you can actually view one of the, Contents of the NFT that they have out there, so they came and played on the draft stage. Uh, um, Ann Wilson sang the national anthem to open it, was it great. up. And man, I'll tell you, I was never so excited to be in the audience and feel that energy hitting my chest again and hearing live music.
0: I loved it. Um, it looked beautiful. You know, and it was
1: fun and seeing all the fans come in. You know, from yeah, uh, we had a lot of people travel to Cleveland again. Very safe. The NFL did a great job, and you know, at the Rock Hall, we're we're, we're open now. We're again doing great job of just trying to be really safe and provide a great experience so it was a lot of fun you know it was good to see a big event like that which was still you know lowered capacity from what i think it would have been normally but uh seeing a lot of live people out at a live music event it was fun to see
0: definitely all right jason this, for the browns
1: for the cleveland browns we didn't have to worry so much because we actually have a decent team right now
0: you have a great team i think <laughs> things looking up for the browns and the dolphins right. all right jason hanley We love you. You're always welcome. You have a long day ahead of you. Thank you so much for your time. Drink water, you know, all that good stuff, you know, throat coat,
1: whatever you you got to do. Thank you, Jamie. I'll watch out for myself and thank you for taking care of me, man. Always great to see you.
0: Always great to see you, Jason. Have a good day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.